Today is Friday, March 4th, 2022, and welcome to Good News Friday. We'll start our show with a couple good stories to make sure that you have an uplifted weekend. Ha, isn't that refreshing? That's right, there is good news in the world. And let's start with the state of Florida, where the first lady of Florida is now officially cancer-free. And Florida has passed new life protections for the unborn. Beautiful. The Senate GOP inside of the Senate in Washington, D.C., has passed a resolution to kill the COVID-19 emergency and also to defund Joe Biden's vaccine mandates for medical workers. Good job. And the Arizona legislature is now going to be requiring strict voter ID. That's a step in the right direction for that swing state. Great job, Arizona. We will cover in this show the latest updates in the Ukraine-Russia news. We gotta tell you what's going on. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Hi, this is Governor Ron DeSantis. I have a positive update about my wife, Casey DeSantis. After going through both treatment and surgery for breast cancer, uh, she is now considered cancer-free. And all of you have had thoughts and prayers that have been given to my family and my wife just want to know thank you for doing that it's lifted her spirits it's made a tremendous difference and for all the women out there who are going through breast cancer right now you can overcome this i know it's very difficult but my wife is proof positive and so if you'd want wound back six or seven months this is exactly the type of news that we had hoped for she still has more to do but i'm confident uh, she's going to make a full recovery thank you for all your thoughts and prayers and god bless you all Good morning, happy Friday, everyone. We are trying something new today. We are going to be ending our week on a happy note. We don't give a damn that the world is spinning out of control, that a global elite are careening the planet recklessly towards nuclear war, and that Kamala Harris is our last line of defense against an all-out invasion of Europe that may last for decades, that may bring nuclear powers to the brink. The Russians could be shelling a nuclear power plant. Whew. But ladies and gentlemen, there is good in the world. And we are not going to profit off of fear porn. We are not going to try and scare the living daylights out of you. There are good things happening in the world, and there always has been. Salt and light is what brings the earth its flavor. And you should go into the weekend knowing that you live inside the greatest country that God ever blessed this earth with. We've had terrible leaders. And you know what? That's the human condition. The human condition is a flawed condition. People are going to make mistakes and times are going to get tough. They have always been tough. America's only been around for 250 years and there have been ups and there have been downs. But there has always been the need for Americans to look inward and say, hey, you know what? Not all hope is lost. We may be facing the largest standing army on earth, as it was during the Revolutionary War, or we may be facing other massive challenges, civil war, world war, economic war, even nuclear war. Nothing scarier than uh, the Soviet Union putting nuclear-tipped missiles 90 miles off the coast of Miami in Cuba, 1961. Remember these times. Remember your ancestors. Remember your grandfathers, your grandmothers, the people who lived through depressions, who lived through absolute catastrophe, who had hardships and struggles, and who made it this far, 
who gave you this country. And if we don't remember them, if we don't remember where we come from, well, then we won't know where we're going. And so let us begin today and every Friday from now on with good news. We're going to do Good News Friday. Our first good news, piece of good news, is a prayer answered. Ron DeSantis and the First Lady of Florida announced yesterday that the First Lady of Florida, her name is Casey DeSantis, is cancer-free. Reading to you from foxnews.com. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis Thursday made the announcement that his wife, Casey's, successful breast cancer treatment has left her cancer-free. DeSantis posted a video thanking all the people for sending their thoughts and prayers to his family and his wife after she was diagnosed with a very aggressive and scary breast cancer uh, diagnosis. The surgeries and treatments has made her officially cancer-free, Ron DeSantis said. Thank you for doing that, DeSantis said, of those who sent prayers to his family. It lifted her spirits and passed on the message uh, of encouragement to women fighting breast cancer, saying that they can overcome this, and I quote, his wife first made her diagnosis public in October of last year. Casey DeSantis published a tweet on Thursday thanking Uh, and sharing the video and encouraging other women to make sure that they get screened for breast cancer. Ron DeSantis has a beautiful family, little kids, a one-year-old. I have a one-year-old. Ron DeSantis has three children. It must be so horrible to have to go through this. In a collapsing economy, there is no stability. Prices are all over the map. And what's worth something one day is worth nothing the next. This is inflation. What does your current out-of-control inflation look like in this country? It looks like paying 47% more for fuel than a year ago. It looks like paying 41% more for the same used vehicle if you buy it this year instead of last. It looks like paying almost 10% more to feed your family every grocery bill. It looks like every dollar in your savings is worth less than it was one year ago. Hedge against the U.S. dollar by investing in something of real value. Gold and silver from Birch Gold. Precious metals have historically been a safe haven in times of inflation. Birch Gold is the leader in converting IRAs and 401ks into tax-sheltered IRAs backed by gold and silver. Something with real value. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help protect your savings. Text Benny to 989898 to get your free kit on gold. There is no obligation to get this info. Text Benny to 989898 to get your free kit now. Invest in gold. Birch Gold is the only partner that I trust. Not only does he have the weight of the world, the political world on his shoulders, but also just being a father, it is his own weight. Considering uh, uh, the uh, the horrific reality that you could be raising your kids alone, man, I couldn't imagine. Truly, Ron DeSantis and Casey DeSantis were getting their cancer treatments here in Tampa. We were able to see them for a number of events. We were able to chat with Ron DeSantis behind the scenes. An amazing thing that the governor told me in private was that he and his wife always traveled home every single night to be with their children, even through the cancer treatments For his wife, we pray for them and we thank the Lord that they are safe and that they are cancer-free. What a blessing to be healthy. My wife, who's a nurse, always says this. She's like, you know what? Your health may not be your number one priority today, but there will come a day in your life where it will be the only thing that matters to you. Every single person will wake up one day and their health will be the number one precious thing in their life. 
You've probably been through experiences with some members of your family having cancer. Uh, let us know in the comments, ladies and gentlemen, if you've seen uh, miracles happen in your life or if you've uh, experienced struggles with cancer. The vast majority of Americans have. I certainly have uh, in my life. And it has been such an important lesson over the last two years about maintaining your health. Uh, the Bible says that your body is a temple and that you should treat it like a temple. And so treat your bodies like a temple. A healthy mind, a healthy body is the way that God wants you to live. And it's certainly the way you should live. And it leads to the best results in the best outcomes, whether it be COVID-19 pandemic or whether it be you just wanting to raise your kids and chase after them in the yard, you know. Live a healthy life, healthy mind, healthy body, healthy brain. That is the life that you are intended for. Well, with Ron DeSantis here, we are deeply happy for it. Casey DeSantis says this in closing, There are no words to express how truly blessed and grateful and humbled I am to hear the words cancer-free, Casey DeSantis writes. To those who are in the fight, know that there is hope, have faith, and stay strong. Thank you, Ron DeSantis and Casey DeSantis, for being just total icons during all of this. It's been amazing to watch your journey. It's been wonderful as a new Florida resident to be sort of at your side cheerleading here uh, and certainly to know that the DeSantis family is just, again, iconic in their uh, fight for not only their own family, their own health, uh, but for all the health of the people in the free state of Florida. The free state of Florida getting more free for life. That's right. More living more life. The purpose of living free is to have life in the first place. In fact, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were the founding words that were the goal of this country. The original goal of this nation was to provide life for people. That's why it is woven into our very being, being pro-life, is being pro-American. We are very happy to report that in other good news this week, Florida has passed a 15-week abortion ban, meaning you are going to have to, uh, you are not going to be able to essentially have, you know, the opportunity to murder a child uh, all the way up to the point of birth. And this is a ghoulish, an evil act. Obviously, we uh, we are very, very pro-life on this channel, and we are very pro proud and happy to see pro-life legislation being passed around the country. Uh, we believe that it is a great sin and a great evil. Florida's Republican-led Senate on Thursday gave final passage to a bill to ban abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, putting the state one step closer to adopting the limit under review by the U.S. Supreme Court. Final legislation passed 23-15 in the Senate. And the bill will go to Ron DeSantis, a Republican, who has promised to sign the measure into law. DeSantis is pro-life and voiced support for the concepts of this bill, his spokesperson said earlier in the day. Unlike Catholic Joe Biden, who on Ash Wednesday this week said that, you know, he's just doesn't agree with his own church, doesn't agree with his own pope, doesn't agree with the Ten Commandments, doesn't agree with the teaching of his church, and, and wouldn't want to get into a theological Debate with a reporter that asked him, why are you pro-abortion? Why are you pro-murder? This is a bad thing. Why can't you just be outwardly expressive and supportive of the teachings of your church? It's like a big deal. Joe Biden said that he's not going to judge or put a moral weight 
on anyone else's decisions, except for <laughs> except for uh, getting a COVID vaccine to work, or except for calling Republicans like Ron DeSantis Neanderthals, which he did, or calling people who don't like your voter fraud bills Jim Crow 2.0, or Jefferson Davis, or whatever, right? Like, it's... it's Oh, what, 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 what? Bull Connor, Bull Connor. That's right, Bull Connor. Man, I was trying to come up with that. That's what they wanted to call you if you didn't support full election takeovers. Yeah, but Joe Biden's not going to judge other people, right? That's what Joe Biden said. He's not going to judge anyone as it pertains to his church's like thousand-year teaching that murder is wrong. Unbelievable, these people. It's wonderful to see that in the free state of Florida. It's wonderful to see inside of the National Senate, the federal Senate, Republicans growing some balls finally. The Senate GOP has passed a resolution to kill COVID-19 emergency powers. Thank God this is how you do it. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the worst tactics of the communist is to try and just silence your voice. They don't believe in free speech. They don't even believe in ideas that are different than theirs. It's a religion for these people. That's why deplatforming is one of their greatest tools. They want to take you off the internet. Build your own internet, the commies say. And you know, one company went out and did it. That's why we're proud to partner with RightForge. RightForge is a company that went out and built their own internet, their own servers, their own hardware in order to keep conservatives online. It's the only internet company devoted to core American values like free speech. On the front lines against the leftist cancel culture is RightForge, and conservatives like me are threatened by big tech deplatforming. That's why I'm very proud to say that the BennyJohnson.com platform is completely hosted by RightForge. They're helping also bring President Trump back online by hosting Truth Social. So move your site, your domains to RightForge.com, the real American internet. It's time to support a company that supports you and supports American values and supports free speech. RightForge, ladies and gentlemen, the true American internet. Ladies and gentlemen, reading to you from The Hill, Senate Republicans on Thursday passed a resolution to nix the coronavirus national health emergency on their second win in as many days amid Democratic absences. Senators voted 48-47 on the resolution, spearheaded by Roger Marshall of Kansas. Good job, Roger Marshall. He's coming on the show next week. A day after they were able to pass a measure to kill Joe Biden's vaccine requirement for healthcare workers. You may remember that's the one requirement that was upheld in the Supreme Court because of weakness through Kavanaugh, I think, Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, I'm not sure exactly, sided with the libs to have the CMS mandate uh, upheld. The vaccine mandate for all workers in America, that got killed by the Supreme Court in a 6-3 decision. But the CMS mandate was upheld, a horrible decision, very terrible, very stupid. Like, why would you narrow it in on one group of people who, by the way, have been serving in the front lines of all of this and guaranteed have uh, uh, their various levels of immunity or their various levels of objection, right? They're the healthcare workers. They should know best for their own health. But for some reason, Joe Biden and the Supreme Court thought that that would be uh, the way to go. The Senate has slapped it down and has 
defunded that measure. I would ask him to listen to the people and the end of this declaration of emergency, Marshall said in appeal to Biden ahead of the vote. Both parties were in line, but Republicans were able to exploit Democrat absences. Uh, there are absences of Mark Kelly, Dianne Feinstein, uh, 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 and two other uh, absences in the GOP, Jim Imhoff and Richard Burr. Uh, but that gave the GOP the majority three Two, as far as the absences, and so they were able to get this done 48-47. That's how it works. So the GOP is defunding the emergencies on the Senate, inside of the Senate for COVID-19. Of course, the emergency is the pretext that, quite frankly, like we should pass laws to make it much harder to declare emergencies in my personal estimation because... This emergency has been ongoing now for multiple years. It gave godlike powers to the executive branch. That shouldn't happen. We do not live inside of a monarchy. The executive branch was never intended to say, hey, you look, it's an emergency. I can do whatever I want. You saw the results of that in Canada with Justin Trudeau. So the the Senate taking a hardline stance here and uh, allegedly, according to this reporting, every Republican got in line and voted to end the COVID emergency, which is 100% right. You now see... In other good news, the NFL has dropped all COVID protocols. No mask, no testing, no vaccine requirement in the NFL at all. That's a step in the right direction. That's really good. States around the country dropping their mask mandates. Now, whether that's for just callous political calculations, of course it is. But nonetheless, these political weapons, these political tools are collapsing. Thank God for the truckers. The Canadian truckers showed you exactly what happens when emergency, godlike orders are taken and absorbed by some of the most evil, authoritarian, fascistic leaders in the world. And Justin Trudeau is certainly one of those. What type of shredding your constitutional and civil liberties go through when people like Trudeau or Biden get emergency powers to do whatever the hell they want? It's not what a democracy, and it's certainly not what a constitutional republic should be allowing. And two-year emergencies is enough. End it. End it, ladies and gentlemen. Ending uh, fraudulence and ending very bad practices is something that is happening right now in the state of Arizona. Our fourth very good story from this week. The Arizona legislature sends a measure on voter identification requirements for mail-in ballots and in-person voting for the November 8th ballot. Boom. Very, very good news here from Arizona, one of the most contested and controversial states in 2020, a state that you may remember Fox News was like, Arizona goes for Biden. Like at like five in the afternoon, it didn't make any sense. It's now become a meme. Exactly how ridiculous that call was. Various retrospectives have shown that that was just an absolutely blatant and egregious call. In fact, the people who blundered those calls are now fired from Fox News. Chris Steyerwalt was one of them, and he got canned for making such an irresponsible call. He again became a meme, and ladies and gentlemen, Fox News, I think, paid the price. They lost a lot of viewers and lost a lot of faith and credit with people. Uh, Now we are watching the Arizona legislature finally do something about the controversy. What I am alleging here is simply this. 
Nobody cares on my side. Nobody cares on my side about the results. This is not about manipulating results. This is always about fair and square elections that everyone can look at and you can track and you can see. My entire adult life, I'm 35, I was born in 1986. My entire adult life, I have watched conservatives get beat like a drum (laughs) in various heartbreaking elections, right? It's the way of politics. This is how it goes. Nobody's arguing that conservatives should win every time or that anything should be rigged in our favor. In fact, it's the absolute opposite. The commissions that are doing these gerrymanderings and these electoral uh, commissioning processes for the new redistricting of the houses that happen every 10 years with the census, man, this stuff is evil. These, the lawfare and the corruption inside of the Democrat Party is always in the favor of shifting the electoral paradigm in their favor, shifting the Overton window in their favor. I am not for that. I believe that our ideas win when they are just laid out there on a table. And you can see that now in Joe Biden's polling. You can see that in the State of the Union where Joe Biden just became a MAGA Republican for the entire speech. Build the wall, Joe Biden said. Fund the police, Joe Biden said. We need security and we need to fund our military, Joe Biden said. We want to lower taxes. Okay, great, fantastic. Great, great shift to the, why don't you just wear a MAGA hat, Joe? Our policies win when they're just laid out. You don't need to cheat. You don't need to rig anything. Democrats do. And so when Democrats are functioning on these state levels, they're always and forever trying to make your vote as worthless as the paper it is printed on. And voter ID is something that prevents that. And that's why we are very, very proud of Arizona for jumping in, reading to you, jumping into the election security and anti-election fraud legislation. That's the way you should message. You hear me, GOP? Anti-election fraud, anti-fraud legislation. Start messaging better. Arizona 8, on Arizona 8, Arizona voters will decide on a measure making multiple changes to Arizona's voter identification and mail-in ballot policies. This is how it should be. These should be put to up to the people. The measure would require a voter to include in their date of birth and voter identification number for mail-in ballots. In addition to existing signature requirements, election officials would check the dates on the birth and identification numbers, which would be concealed within the vote-by-mail envelope against voter registration records. Good. Good. Why is this even controversial? Can we stop right there? What a clown show that this is even something that is up for debate. What a fraudulent clown show. Checking to see if you are a registered voter, this is somehow controversial. This is in some way, this wasn't happening in Arizona? How can you ever take election and election numbers and election results seriously ever again under these kind of policies? You would have to give your date of birth, your voter identification number for mail-in ballots. To get mailed a ballot, you have to prove you are a living Arizona resident. You would have to have a signature requirement, which we all know is just garbage. And you would have to have 
your date of birth and voter identification number matched against a official voter record. Well, that, all that sounds like is voters who want to vote should be alive and should be registered to vote. Is this not the way that is this not the way that it is? This is how how is this how is this even remotely controversial? I don't know. What a disaster. What a disaster. What a disaster our systems are. Well, here we go. A driver's license uh, or non-operating identification license number would be required. The last four digits of your social security number would be required. And a unique identifying number provided by the Secretary of State for voter registration purposes. Arizona Citizens for Clean Election Commissions estimated that 89% of voters votes cast in 2020 ballots using early voting and mail-in ballots. Sorry, I misread that. Arizona Citizens Clean Election Commission estimated that 89% of voters cast 2020 ballots using early voter or mail-in ballots. Well, that's also critically bad. The measure would eliminate the existing alternative to photo ID or in-person voting that allows a voter to present two documents with their name and address, but no photograph. Goodness gracious. What an embarrassment. I mean, this is like Banana Republic stuff. Having these type of loose voter laws is going to be the end of the country. If you can't just lock up the votes and put the votes in a stack and put the votes in a pile and say, hey, here are the votes for this guy. Here are the votes for this guy. We checked the voter rolls, all these voters are legal, and this guy wins. This guy, by the way, doesn't have to be my guy. This guy just has to be a person who legally won an election. It is remarkable how quickly we will lose this country if you continue down this process and this path of exceedingly loose voter laws and also the funding of extremely bad election practices like drop boxes, chain of custody. If you start making the votes worth less than the paper they're printed on, you will get Venezuela. You will get untold corruption. And by the way, the Department of Justice needs to start a wing of what they do, a branch of what they do, which is looking into voter fraud and looking into voter systems inside of the states and making sure that they are secure. A secure election is all anyone really wants, and that's all anyone should really get inside of a republic, and it's, quite frankly, every elected official's job to ensure that the votes are fair. The erosion inside of our system is not worth it. It's not worth your small tertiary power grab, and I think Democrats are going to feel that pain this November. Democrats are going to feel the pain. It is... It is Not good. 31 Democrats this week, final piece of good news, 31 Democrats either resigning or retiring this year. That number is going to go up. Polling and recent studies show that that number, by the way, is going to not only increase, but guarantees that the Republicans will take back the House just based on pure turnover in the Democratic Party. Punchbowl News, which is a left-wing news site, did the numbers, ran the math, and said the House is going Republican because... These just in retirements alone, the Democratic Party has shot itself in the foot. And Democrats know, these people know, they are operating on borrowed time. The State of the Union is a disaster. They welcome the distractions that we currently have right now in our country and abroad and on the national stage. 
the distractions being pretty scary, actually. And so we close our good news part of the broadcast and move over into our bad news part of the broadcast, sadly. Uh, but we have to cover it. But ladies and gentlemen, it is scary. I am re-watching the HBO special Chernobyl. Chernobyl was released two or three years ago on HBO Max. Far be it for me to tell you to go get an HBO uh, subscription. But damn, is that a great program. Batman, also, I saw last night. Damn, is that a great movie. Both fantastic. One having deep grounding in geopolitical realities right now because the HBO Chernobyl show showed such fascinating and practical insights into how the Russian and Soviet operational mind works. Everything in favor of the state uh, and nothing in favor of the people. Um, Batman, on the other hand, mm, similarly showed that politics is egregiously corrupt. And so, I don't know, both of them good. Both of them moralizing. Both of them taking artistic liberties. But uh, as as much as I'd love for there to be a real-life Batman... Uh, there isn't, except for I guess Donald Trump said he's Batman one time in his hel- in a helicopter ride at the Iowa State Fair, but that's another story for another live. Here's what's happening right now in real time. It seems like the Russians are spiraling towards attempting to recreate Chernobyl uh, as they are attacking, or at the very least, being reckless in an assault, an assault on the largest nuclear power plant in Europe. U.S. Embassy in Kiev calls Putin Putin's shelling of Europe's biggest nuclear power plant a war crime. Operator says staff are working at gunpoint as Biden gives Ukrainians in America protected status during barbaric invasion. So here's what happened last night. The largest nuclear plant in Europe was being fought over in Zaporizhia, Ukraine. It was being fought over and it got set on fire. Now, the reactor didn't get set on fire like in Chernobyl. In Chernobyl, the meltdown happened because of incompetent engineering, incompetent management of the reactor, and a series of safety protocols that were not followed, leading to the explosion and the meltdown and the radiation fumes that killed up to 5,000 people eventually in all manner of cancers and condemned an entire 1,000-mile radius of Ukraine into unlivability. What happened here is that there was a fire inside of a operations station, not inside the actual reactor itself. Nonetheless, scary. Uh, Here's what the Daily Mail reports. The U.S. Embassy in Kiev, the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, I've been using the Russian pronouncement, the Ukrainian pronouncement is Kiev, has called the shelling of Europe's biggest nuclear power plant a war crime. Europe's largest nuclear power plant at Zaforisa in Ukraine was attacked by Russian troops overnight. The gun battle and shelling by Russian forces sparked a fire in the complex with firefighters being blocked from going in so the fire began to rage. Embassy staff said the attack was proof that Putin has taken his reign of terror one step further. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken called the attack reckless, said NATO will defend its allies. On Wednesday, President Biden said it is too early to tell whether Putin had committed war crimes. Putin ramped up his atrocities as the Biden administration stepped into the spiraling refugee crisis. Homeland Security has offered protective status to Ukrainians living in or visiting the United States. 
Flames were eventually doused after several hours as the Russian forces moved in and captured the plant. President Zelensky accused Putin of resorting to nuclear terror and risking a catastrophe six times worse than Chernobyl. They said that this plant is six times more powerful and larger than Chernobyl, and so it would be six times worse for, uh, or if there were, God help us, a meltdown. Zelensky said that if one of the 15 nuclear reactors in Ukraine blows, it is the end of Europe. Well, it is certainly the end of Europe as we know it right now. There is a lot of recklessness going on, but unfortunately, it's not only coming from, it's not only coming from the Russians, but the Russians are <laughs> indeed attempting to destabilize the region. Right now, what you have with Vladimir Putin, in my estimation, is that Vladimir Putin has thought or underestimated the West. I think Vladimir Putin thought that the West would be extremely weak. They would roll over and allow him to simply gobble up Ukraine. Ukraine, for their part, has stood strong. I saw shocking photos of 18-year-olds with three days training heading to the front lines in, in Kiev just this morning. I mean, this war is atrocious and having a, a horrific toll on these people. And we feel incredibly bad for that. We don't want people to get hurt. We don't want civilians to get injured. We hate the images we're seeing out of Ukraine. We are disgusted by them. Strength, ladies and gentlemen, is the only way you do not get what's happening right now. America projected weakness. Putin picked up on that weakness, thought that he could go into Ukraine the way he went into Ukraine under Barack Obama or Georgia under George W. Bush, the way he eviscerated various cities in his sphere of influence when they rebelled against them. He thought he could just pull the same tact, and the only reason he did it is because he knows that American leadership is weak. The Europeans are leading the way here. And things are beginning to slog down and spiral out of control. And now Putin's just getting, he's too far in. He's too far in. The bear is in the bear trap, so it's just going to start lashing out. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing destructive and horrific civilian fighting and targeting of civilians, even the targeting of President Zelensky. So this, according to the Daily Mail as well, Zelensky has survived three assassination attempts this week alone. Zelensky, the president, 44, survived three assassination attempts this last week. Mercenaries from the Kremlin-backed Wagner Group and Chechen Special Forces were assigned and sent to Ukrainian soil to kill the Ukrainian president. They were foiled by subversive anti-war members within the Russian Federal Security Services who alerted Ukrainian officials. So this that's crazy. So the, the Soviets... The Russians are telling Ukrainians that there are kill squads going in. Crazy. This is wild, man. This is wild. Ukraine Security of Ukraine Secretary of National Security and Defense confirmed the attempts. One group repeatedly tried to kill the president of Ukraine uh, was and is called the Wagner Group. This is a shadowy group of 400 members that I think is based in Africa. But they were given a 24-name kill list. The other group is Chechen, that is the Muslim minority that lives within Russia's borders, which are elite soldiers and part of the Russian National Guard, and they are known for their brutal tactics. Zelensky admitted he knows he's a Russian number one target. So, yikes. 
I'd watch the movie on this, man. This is just insane. Espionage, assassination attempts, uh, nation fighting for its life. Ukraine, I believe, is being accepted into the European Union, but and they're they're getting a lot of armaments, but is it all too late? There is absolutely a guarantee that Vladimir Putin, his attack on Ukraine is having one massive unintended effect, is that it is forcing nations to sprint into EU membership. We'll see what happens there, but Georgia, Finland, and Sweden are all sprinting towards membership in the European Union, uh, along with Ukraine, which I think that is being expedited right now. Something that should be expedited is intelligence inside of the brains of our own elected officials right now. It is not helpful to have people like Lindsey Graham coming out and calling for the assassination of Vladimir Putin. You probably saw this. What happened was Lindsey Graham went very public yesterday talking about the needs for a Brutus in Russia. Of course, that is a uh, uh, call out to Roman Brutus that stabbed Caesar, Julius Caesar, in an assassination or calling for a Nazi-style assassination. There were uh, 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 Colonel Stauffenberg tried to assassinate Hitler. Here's Lindsey Graham on Fox News last night calling for the assassination of Putin. Not helpful. Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country a great service and the world a great service. So that is a exceptionally bad idea, says Ted Cruz. You can see the tweet now on your screen. Senator Cruz says, use economic sanctions, boycott Russian oil and gas, and provide military aid so the Ukrainians can defend themselves. But we should not be calling for the assassination of heads of state. This kind of stuff is really, really unhelpful. It ratchets up the intensity. It brings us to the brink. This kind of rhetoric is deeply irresponsible. Lindsey Graham should know better. Lindsey Graham, of course, is often a a person of great ire for many people who are commenting in the space, like Tucker Carlson, who are saying, hey, listen, when was the last time you did something for the state of South Carolina, where you're from, or for this country? Lindsey Graham and John McCain used to have a, a duet where they would travel around the world to places like Syria and pose with members of ISIS. I don't know what Lindsey Graham's deal is. I've worked closely with Lindsey Graham. I've like created memes of Lindsey Graham back in the past. The Lindsey Graham Kavanaugh meme where he's straightening his tie is from a video I took. I don't know, man. Uh, this war hawk, knee-jerk, snapping, like um, you should just kill yourself, like there should be assassinations around the world. This stuff has never worked out in the past. This stuff is not the the kind of way that you 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 should be functioning in a in a modern democratic republic. We shouldn't be having some of the most well known and senior members of our party out calling for political assassinations. That's third world stuff. It's not helpful. It doesn't it doesn't ratchet down. It ratchets up. And a lot of people are getting the impression that people just want a war. There's a, a, a large consensus of people online that are saying they are driving us towards war. We don't want it. 
We don't want it. For their part, the Biden administration is saying no to a no-fly zone over Ukraine, and EU nations are not getting involved with boots on the ground. They're sending aid and munitions. Too little, too late? I guess we'll see. But again, not helpful. People should shut their mouths, and this kind of this kind of talk is 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 beneath us. It's disgusting. Also discussing yesterday, man, a photo of a large congressional contingent holding a half American, half Ukrainian flag. This is an open desecration of the American flag. We don't live in Americraine. That's not the name of our nation. We live in America. You probably saw this. Nancy Pelosi holding up like a half, like a Ukraine and American like flag hybrid. No, sorry guys. That, that ain't it. That ain't it. But every single one of those people would never dare talk about the American border the way that they talk about Ukraine's border. They would never dare send the American military, munitions, aid, build the wall to America's border when America's border is seeing in our nation where our children live and our families reside, where you and I work every single day, America is seeing their own extreme security threats, terror, terrorists running across our borders. We know this. And who else haven't they found? I mean, it truly is terrifying. We call for the same level of uber patriotism to be applied to this country. You'd never see it, of course, because Democrats have to say that this country, they hate this country. They say that it's racist. They say that this country is a horrible, awful place to live. Let's rip power from these people. That's why we started the show off with happy news. That's why we started the show off with news that will hopefully lift your soul a little bit. It's a dark and heavy time, and we do not want to add to that. We want to give you some bright spots, certainly, in what we are what we are seeing around the country. Some blessings. The DeSantis family is now cancer-free. Some great moves for election security. Some big moves for, for life and the pro-life movement in this country. And some real happy news as far as the COVID-19 tyranny ending. Man, Where did Dr. Fauci go? The number one missing person in the world right now. Dr. Fauci. Boy, just like that. Vanished. How convenient. How convenient. Let us not go from crisis to crisis. We want peace in our time. We want peace in this world. Unfortunately, we don't think that we are led by a political class that is going to get us that. We need to change the political blood inside of our country, and we need to do that through our own will to power will to power. We still hold the keys to all of the power in this nation, and we can change this country if we wish to. That's why we do this show every single day. We hope that it encouraged you, and we hope that it lifted your spirits just a little bit. This was a long week. We had the State of the Union. We were late broadcasting well into midnight a couple of nights this week, and we thank you all for watching along. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. God, family, country. That's what we're all about on this show with one goal, save America. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.